Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Game day on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. All right, here we go, here we go. We gotta have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. Well, One, two, three. It's time for the post-game show with Shope and the Bulldog. Welcome. The Bills beat the Patriots and are headed to the playoffs home next weekend against Miami, which gets in off of their win and New England's loss. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here, an incredible, perhaps even unforgettable day at the stadium. The emotions around DeMar Hamlin and this Bills team this week. I mean, what a satisfying win. Seems like that's dramatically understating it. Now it's on to the playoffs, Bulldog, and um, it's the Dolphins. Yep, going to be the Dolphins. Um, we'll, I'm sure, I don't know, at some point, maybe even as soon as this afternoon, uh, definitely by tomorrow, we'll be wondering and waiting to hear what they plan to do at the quarterback position. Um, Skylar Thompson played today. Teddy Bridgewater, their regular backup, missed the game with a with a pinky injury, and Tua Tungvaloa has had, I think, three documented concussions this year. And so we'll see who you know, who the Dolphins are exactly when they get here. But, boy, this, this day, this afternoon, uh, I mean, just take a bow, sports. Uh, take a bow, Bills. Take a bow, Naheem Hines. Take a bow, crowd and community. Just a, I, I, you know, it, it, it was tense at times, but, man, um, you know, I, I, I'm a, an emotional dude to begin with. I've never had a kick return touchdown bring me to tears, <laughs> but that was that was an incredible moment, um, and it looked to, to me on TV like uh, I had a lot of company on the Bills sideline. I'm sure also in the stands and watching on TV like we all were. Um, just a, a a spectacular start to the game, and big plays all over for the Bills today. Yes. I mean, four, four lightning strikes, two of them by Naheem Hines on kick returns, of course, but let's not sleep on a 42-yarder to John Brown and a 49-yarder to Stephon Diggs. And, you know, they kind of needed every bit of it. <laughs> the New England was, was game today. Jones was good. Um, and, you know, when he had to start forcing things at the end, the mistakes came. Uh, but a very impressive afternoon for the Bills when you put – everything together that they had been through since last Monday night uh, to, to find the reserves, to, to make the plays that they needed to be able to stay at home for the first, you know, ideally the first two rounds of the playoffs and then, you know, see about a neutral site for the AFC title game. Um, it was all they could accomplish today after yesterday went the way it did for the Chiefs. And so full marks, they um, they got through it. And I'll bet there's a lot of relief that they're, they, they got <laughs> this win and that it's, something they can kind of put behind them and now maybe have a regular week of preparation to get ready for the playoffs. This team deserves a beer. Would you agree? (laughs) Big time. We all deserve a beer. Those guys. 35-23 is the score. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here on postgame today. We'll have Sean McDermott from the locker room or wherever it is exactly where they do the press conferences coming up soon. 
Brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at NorthtownAuto.com. This will be the fifth, by my count, postseason meeting between the Bills and the Dolphins. And all four of the previous ones were in the 1990s. Which is almost how long ago it is that Miami has won a postseason game against anybody. Their last postseason win was more than 22 years ago. December of 2000 in a wild card game against Peyton, young Peyton Manning and the Colts. They have been to the playoffs only a few times since, and they've lost. Their last trip was Bulldog right? Matt Moore in for Tannehill in Pittsburgh, and they lost pretty badly. I think that's right. Uh, so it's been a few years for them. And yeah, who will play quarterback for them might mean everything. Like, Tua, who knows? If It's very possible he plays. We don't know how he's feeling if he's... Feeling if he, can, if he can pass a test, I would think he would play in this game. It is the playoffs, but uh, if not, Bridgewater to me sounds like the kind of injury where you might see him yeah. next week. But you know they did need this game today, and he was not available. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I yeah, I'm not. I also think that it's very, it's certainly possible to a plays. It's also possible they've already decided that he won't and just haven't said anything right. with with the nature of the year he's had. So, okay. you know, we, we can we can guess and speculate, but, um, you know, we'll just have to wait. They, they, yep. they, maybe they'll play it coy all week. I don't know. We'll see. Let's go live to the locker room. Here from Josh Allen, brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local 210. How it all kind of played out. Yeah, I mean, I really appreciate the leadership that we have in this organization. Uh, from top to bottom, everybody was there for each other. Um, you know, we were there for DeMar. Um, I mean, our spirits have been high ever since, uh, you know, Thursday morning, you know, when we got the news. So just wanted to come out and, and play free, play loose, play play for him. And uh, that first, obviously the first kickoff, and you couldn't have scripted any better, man. Like, it was it was pretty – that that one was pretty emotional, um, just the way it happened. Uh, obviously there's some things that we want back in this game, some things that we can learn from uh, at the end of the day. It's you know it's playoffs now. It's one week seasons. Um, I believe we got the Dolphins next week, a team that knows us well. Um, so we got to put our put our work in this this week and, and get ready for next week. There was some there was some speculation among a lot of us. I think that there might be something done before the game, like the teams coming together, and that really didn't happen. Was that talked about between the teams or? Uh, not not that I knew of. Um, yeah, I mean, we we wanted to be announced as a, as a team together, and obviously we did. Uh, our breakdown there, our pregame in the middle. Um, but, no, I never heard anything about that. So what Josh, you mentioned on the kickoff, you were getting ready to go out on the field, and as you're watching him run down for the touchdown, what was, I mean, I know you said it was something, but what was that really like for you guys? You know what, the truth, it was spiritual. It really was. Um, bone chilling, like, it was, it, was, it was special. Josh, did you guys ever feel comfortable out there today, or do you think you're still... Feeling a little hesitant, maybe after what happened last week. No, I think I think we we felt comfortable. Our guys uh, ran the ball hard, um, got some guys open. Um, obviously missed missed a few throws too. Um, but again, we're just trying to just trying to get in the groove of things, and it don't matter, you know, how we win now. It's if we win. Uh, the the main goal from here on out is score more points than they do, no matter no matter what it takes. How much did that first play help? No, uh, it was very helpful. Very helpful. Josh, where do you rank that opening kickoff in terms of football memories? I can't remember a play that 
touched me like that, I don't think, in my life. So it's it's probably number one. It, it, it was it was just spiritual, and I just I was going around and I just I mean I was going around my team and saying God's real. Like you can't you can't draw that one up, write that one up any better. Um, and I, I was just told by Kevin Curran, it's been three years and three months. <sighs> Since the last kickoff return, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, we uh, he just we just broke it down. Um, he was FaceTiming with us. He broke us down actually, his, his voice. So that was cool too. He got the game ball um, as well as our trainers and our training staff. So uh, is is a good feeling in there right now, no doubt. What did Demar say? The Patriots call him up to you and say, "Hey, we feel for you" or anything like that? Yeah, Slater. He, you know, that's a guy that's been in the league for a long time. Um, McCordy too. Um, you know, they they both came up and said something to me. So I really appreciate those guys for that. I don't know if you were able to take this in, but it's not common we see a stadium pretty much full before the national anthem, a regular season game. Were you able to take that in and, and realize how much the fans were with you guys? Yeah, it's that's Bills Mafia. That's uh. It's the love of Western New York, uh, the people here, and um, we really appreciate the support that they showed, not only us, but DeMar, um, as well as the entire world with DeMar. So uh, it was, yeah. Josh, was there, was there a greater difficulty getting ready to go out on the field and play because of the situation? I know you said that you, know, you had gotten great news, so you felt better, but this was different than any game you've probably taken the field for. Was it a little bit difficult to get your emotions in check? Well, I think a little bit. Um, again, sitting there, national anthem. I know some guys had some tears rolling down, and just a lot of just a feeling of uncertainty of you know what it was going to feel like to go back out there. But you know, uh, Naheem kind of put that to rest, and our special teams um, helped out a lot with that. So uh, you know, I think it was a pretty good complimentary football game. I know we had uh, we threw three touchdowns and had three interceptions as well. Um, Crazy. Josh, Josh, when, uh, you said it was spiritual and hip hop. Do you think God was talking to you guys? I think he was talking to the world. You know, that the, the whole way I think the nation came together and supported Damar and um, you know, we've we've had a lot of talks that maybe we wouldn't have had without something like this happening. Um, so I think it's it's been pretty eye opening for a lot of people. Josh, when, when you're pointing downfield when you know you threw it to John. Was that kind of an there? Yeah, yeah. Um, safety kind of went with uh, Isaiah, and I just kind of saw him going back there and pointed to him, and um, obviously having the rapport that I have with Smoke, he saw it and made an unbelievable catch, unbelievable. So that was a, that was a pretty good feeling, obviously, bringing Smoke back, and I know he's been uh, inactive the last few weeks, but getting his shot and making a huge play for us at a really pivotal point of the game, um, you know, we definitely needed that, and and I kind of just chopped that down to who he is, his drive, um, obviously being a smart vet and, um, you know, coming back and wanting to be here. Josh, after they scored the 28-23, that was the Diggs touchdown. Just, you know, at that point in the game, with what it just happened, how big was that play? It was, it was huge. Um, I believe it was third down, right? And it was after a penalty. Um, they got called back 15 yards. So, again, behind the chains there, but... You know, just giving, giving 14 a chance one-on-one, and that's something 
maybe I've gotten away from a little bit too much. And uh, the Dinkin and Duncan's great, but sometimes you got to let your, your dogs be dogs. Josh, the last couple of weeks we've talked about Stephon Diggs and trying to get him involved maybe a little bit more. And look, was that kind of the plan? Because you looked at him really early in this game. Yeah. Um, again, we want to we wanna throw it to 14, and teams do a really good job of uh, taking that away, You know, whether they're doubling with another safety, if they're clouding to them. Um, but at the end of the day, like they can't do it every single play. So we got to decide for the plays where they aren't and give him his opportunities. Josh, inside the red zone, your first touchdown with Dawson Knox, how important was it for you to have patience right there? Yeah, it was big. I mean, they, they dropped eight. Um, they, they doubled Steph, and I believe they doubled Gabe. You know, we call that bracket. Um, and Dawson did a good job of recognizing that. He was running across the middle. I felt like I had time, just kind of extended a little bit, and he came back and, and made a heck of a catch. And, uh, yeah, those are the ones we – you don't really practice too often. You know, it was just kind of an ad-lib deal, and um, glad that he saw it. When Mar broke you down, what did, he, uh, what did he say? He said, love y'all boys, bills on me – or bills on three, bills on me, one, two, three, bills. So, sweet. Thank you. Josh Allen and the Bills over New England today, 35-23. That is four straight wins for the Bills over the Patriots, including the playoffs, and all by double digits. They were tested today, and we'll now look at the Skyworks stats of the game. Skyworks Equipment Rental, Building America from the ground up. Visit skyworksllc.com. Bulldog mentioned earlier the big plays from the Bills' offense for you know, those, and really, yes, but it took a while. It was in the third quarter when I, maybe yeah. during a commercial break, sort of looked at the numbers. I'm like, Allen was around 110 passing yards, and there was that play to Shakir for like 28 maybe. Exactly. Okay, that was their first one. I mean, they were not – the kickoffs don't count <laughs> for this. <laughs> right. I think one more quickly, just maybe we'll get back to this, but one more interesting thing about the kickoff returns is that New England is a team, I think, that purposely kicks the ball – to be returned. Mm-hmm. And so that bit him, and then they couldn't figure out what to do and kicked a squibber out of bounds. Uh, you know, panic. Allen today, 19 for 31, 254, three touchdowns and a pick. James Cook led the way on the ground, 9 for 45, Singletary 7 for 29, Allen 9 for 16. Allen was looking for the sideline. You know, in a, in a pl- next week he won't be doing this. Early in the game, a run to the left, mm-hmm. get, had a guy in front of him, could have jumped over him or threw him, but he, he took a 90-degree left turn. Uh, get out of bounds there. He, another time he tried to do that and didn't make it. Stephon Diggs, 7 for 104 and a score. John Brown, shades of John Brown from John Brown today. 1 for 42 <laughs> and, a, and a burner of a touchdown. And Dawson Knox gets in the end zone, too. 2 for 13. Davis, mm. Three for 39 and a couple of big misses. Catch the ball, man. Yeah. <laughs> tough, tough, uh, tough day for him. Um, on the pads, if you want it, uh, Jones, 26 of 40, 243. Boy, it got away from him as this game got away from them. He was really, really nice, precise for a lot of the game, and then it just sort of went sideways at the end. Three touchdowns, three picks for him. Stevenson leads the way on the ground, six carries for 54 yards. Devontae Parker had a nice game, 6 for 79, a couple of touchdowns. Jacoby Myers also accounting for the third Jones touchdown reception. Great catch. Early. Great catch. Mac Jones, I mean, it's he's, when he's on the same field as Allen, it just looks like every pass he throws is in the air for a week. It just, yeah, he was accurate, but I don't know. Um, he did he did play pretty well 
in this game. That urgency late, though, when it's just, I mean, mm-hmm. dump-offs over the middle and come on. All right, the playoffs are next. Miami, next weekend. We won't know yet when, but it will be here, and it will be fun. We'll have Sean McDermott coming up, and your calls eventually. 803-0550 is the number. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. It's going to be short. Fielded at the 4 by Hines. Coming straight up the middle to the 20. Cuts it back at the 25. He's got an alley down the right sideline to the 40. 50. Down to the 40. 35. 30. 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown. Naheem Hines. 96 yards. That is our electric play of the game. Electric play of my life. Uh, they don't sponsor that. The electric play of the game is brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Check out Town BMW's line of EVs. Chris Brown on the call of the opening kickoff of this game returned to 96 yards by Naheem Hines for a touchdown. 35-23 is the final. The Bills over the Patriots. They had to work for it, but they are on to the playoffs, finishing 13-3 and with that one game missing. Last week's in Cincinnati, Miami, 9-8. and eight. Getting the win today. We'll see what they end up doing at quarterback. It's really an unknown. They also lost Tyreek Hill in this game. And then maybe also Jalen Waddell on a late play. So these this game, Jets and Dolphins, had to be hilarious. 6-6, just punt after punt. The teams managed two field goals along the way. Now the Dolphins have the ball in their last possession, little pass to Waddle, and they get called the Jets for a horse collar tackle. He may have been injured on that on that play, maybe like three minutes to go, to put the Dolphins right on the fringe of field goal range. I think the Jet 39, and they did not get another first down. They got maybe eight yards and then ultimately kicked the winning field goal. The game ended, by the way, on one of these hilarious yeah. lateral plays where the Jets end up taking a safety, so 11-6. Is that Scorigami? 11-6 it ends up being the final. It's a spread three and a half in that game. It was. Nice. <laughs> for some. I had the Jets. Thank you. Nice for some. Yeah. Not for you, I guess. No. Tough one. I, I think I just basically executed the worst week in the history of picking, by the way, for myself. Look mm. at the look at the teams I backed today. <laughs> some of them. Get out of here. Just horrendous. Uh, okay. Let's go to Andrew here. Hi, Andrew. Andrew. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Sorry. Um, what a game. I mean, just being in the stadium, that first play, there's so I couldn't re- actually remember a game with so many big plays since really the, the Patriots playoff game last year. And, and, and other than just seeing, like, the play with John Brown developed, it was amazing. The Diggs touchdown, it was incredible. Like, the unevenness of Josh's game, though, is really – it, it, it's frustrating, right? Because there's a lot of times where it you were in the stadium and you saw like players just running free for three, four, or five seconds, and he doesn't hit him like the Shakir catch. If he lets that ball go just a second faster, it's a touchdown. It, it just I have a hard time understanding like really where Josh is at, and I don't want to like you know be a downer on this type of an amazing day, but just want to get your thoughts on that. Well, I mean, I don't know what it looked like from the upper deck or anything from the stadium, but to me it looked like a Josh Allen game, which is very good. I mean, just the the capability he has 
and the Bills with him on the field to do amazing things, you know, is who wouldn't – maybe there's one or two teams in the league that wouldn't trade their guy for him. Um, you do get – we've always known it and, and had it. You do get these occasional moments, um, like the end of the first half maybe today, although there was pressure there. I don't know if I want to beat there him up for that. There was pressure there, and he got hit below the knees. Like yep, I, I yep. don't know how – you know, whatever, right? There was a lot of sketchy stuff on both sides, I thought, officiating-wise. Milano in the end zone on someone, I forget who, looked like Damian Harris all day long to me. But, well, you know. Um, they were going for no flags. It seemed like I, it, I yeah. think I think they would have known it. Like, they're going. You have, Look, if, a, if there's going to be a game where a team returns a kickoff for a touchdown twice, there's also not going to be a penalty in that game, right? Because they they could they could whip out a flag on any kick return. Right. You know how how bad would that have been today, though? Like, oh. hopefully the Bills were like, let's hold on the kickoff return. There's no way they're calling this thing back. <laughs> right. Maybe they did. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, I don't know. Like 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 to me, uh, the, the caller you know wants perfection. I think out of Allen. It, it was like a lot of games this year. There's stuff left out there. There's stuff left out there by guys not catching the ball. I mean, he's got another touchdown to Davis that, that, that I, you know, easy for me to say. I don't have a hand crossing my field of vision as I'm trying to catch the ball, but clean ball, both hands right in the basket? Nope. So, I, I don't know, man. Um, I, I think, like, sort of um, – you know, looking at the big picture, it was a spectacular afternoon, and I don't know. I I don't know how much of a stomach I or a lot of our audience has for like fine tune picking through the stuff that didn't go well. It was a tense game. We were all, I think, tense. Everyone's emotional, um, and you know, New England was just sort of methodical and plotting and just just wouldn't go away. And so, you know, they made the Bills sweat, and we all had to sweat, so that magnifies the mistakes. But, I mean, the touchdowns to Brown and Diggs, to me, make up for any shortcomings in Allen's game by a lot, I think. Elite. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely right. Miami next week in the playoffs could be a night game. I predict that it will be. Looking at the other games, which is not final yet. I mean, we still have the AFC to go, the or the NFC to go. The AFC is final. Two versus seven is Buffalo-Miami. Three versus six is Cincinnati-Baltimore. No coin flip was needed. The Ravens kind of took the day off, and the game is going to be in Cincinnati next week. Of course, the Bills win means a Bills-Bengals playoff game down the road would be here. Big. And then four, four or five is Jacksonville against the Chargers. The Chargers don't need this game they're playing now at Denver. They do have a 7 nothing lead, but even if they were to lose, they would remain the five seed on a tiebreaker over Baltimore. So the AFC schedule for next week is known, not times. But I'd put Bills-Dolphins, I think I can say with objectively I would do this, I think, mm-hmm. um, as – the best of those games, TV-wise, NFC NFC is going to have Dallas-Tampa, probably, and that's great. And they might end up with Green Bay-San Francisco as well, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, the others, it's still the playoffs. You know, the others are fine. But yep. you've got, of the six games, three are at night. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. There's a Monday night playoff game right. again this year. Um, got a preference? 
Um, I like you think the night is is and, and you know I I know that means it could be Saturday night. Um, and I don't know, you know, maybe, maybe the league is sensitive to feeling like they did the Bills a favor with this conference championship game potentially being at a neutral site. Um, but with what they've been through, it feels to me like pushing them as as far out as you could might be something that they could be thinking about. So I'm thinking probably not Saturday night because that's a short week and that just seems tough to do to them. So Sunday night or Monday night, I feel like are are pro- in some order uh, are probably my my would be my first two picks for the timing of the games. You don't think they'd want the Bills on Saturday, maybe because of Hamlin? Yeah, I think they could want them, yes, but yes. I think they might they might feel like they're appearing as though they're they're sort of sticking it to them by giving them the short week. Um, you know, and, and you know, maybe I would say Sunday night would be my first pick because giving them Monday night might look like they're giving them too much consideration. Sunday night is just right, <laughs> you know. It's right. It's it gives them a little cushion. It's not the earliest window, um, or or day early window, uh, and but it's not neither the latest. So if I if I were betting on when the game will be, I would bet Sunday night. You could put Jacksonville on Saturday night. They have the extra day. The Chargers yep. don't, but you could do that. Zach, you want a break here now, or is that a, is that an old message? No, okay, we won't. We'll stay here, We're waiting for Sean McDermott. That's why. Um, Craig is next. Hi, Craig. Hey guys. Uh, uh, to me, uh, it was a good day for Buffalo. Um, after everything, if you're trying to find criticism, I just look and say it kind of felt like a priest, like that first game or two of the year where it's. I, I mean this respectfully. After everything this team has been through, not only after Monday, but this season, there's been a lot of stuff. They looked like a team that they were the better team, but it just took some time. They shook the roster off, and once they got going, the offense, you have Brown, you have Diggs, the defense got going. They only allowed New England nine points in the second half. They signed up, and that's what you want to see. And I, I can't see anyone who, if you're trying to find fault, you really got to take a bigger look at the picture here of what everyone has been through. The team has. Feel good. You have a very good team. You have a great quarterback. And let's roll. Let's see where this goes and have some fun with it. We're allowed to have a little fun after everything we've been through, I think. So. Thanks, Craig. How about John Brown? <laughs> right? That was a dynamite catch. I mean, right? Yes. Watching that ball in the air and, and see, like, I'm thinking, no way. I thought, no way. And, but he got there and secured it. I mean, there was no question about it. The ball did not even bobble. He just he pulled it in with two hands, held it tight to his chest, and, you know, somersaulted in and just really just a tremendous job. That is like just classic John Brown, too, everything about it. Yeah. When If you go back three years, or was he on the team in 18 also? No, 19? Whatever 19, it was. 19 in New England, you're thinking of. I, just like a number of plays where the, the, the conversation becomes about can you can you overthrow him? <laughs> yeah. Right, and you've got Allen, who early in his career was kind of mostly famous for just how far he could throw the ball, and Brown was somebody that sort of tested the limits. Remember that first year where Allen was like missing all the time on deep passes, and you know Brown was often getting behind the defense. And here, this this also brought me back to the opener this year with the Rams, where there was a pass to Diggs like that, where it's like he's coming across to the right, and Allen sort of waves him deep and hits him deep. So uh, really nice uh, for John Brown. Always a very likable player. I think we had turnovers in this game that there was the interception before halftime. We had a Devin Singletary uh, fumble and then also the 
play where Taiwan Jones ends up sort of being blocked into a punt. Uh, that's a tough rule, isn't it? Like, yep. You can't block guys if you if a guy's trying to block a punt, and you block the player. Like, it, there are situations where if you're being blocked like that, the rules are different. I don't think there is for this. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> you know, this one is. Let's all just sort of pick. Can you pick up? Taiwan Jones and, and drop him on the ball and like a team push him to the ball like yeah. three or four Patriots all just combine to lift him in the air and carry him to where the ball is and drop him like what can't you do on that play that's a that's a tough rule one thing about I thought I tweeted this about this broadcast appropriately um of course I mean they they did a great job I think on Hamlin and the Bills and all the emotion and you know this was a playoff you know type game and scenarios are in the air, and they were all over yeah. who will be the seven seed with New England having a chance to clinch it had they won the day. They never seemed to know that the Bills would be the opponent if they won. And it wasn't until the end when Miami won, and they they realized that it was go, eventually, like Tony Romo was trying to figure it out with his marker, that it would be Miami at Buffalo. Like, oh, yeah, it just sort of – Felt like they didn't. They never really mentioned that. They didn't today. have that all day, right? They right. they were right on top of the scores and the developments and like the, that little score box with the three games up there. Or yeah, the three games up there was was nice. Um, so you could keep track easily. But yeah, they they never really got to it until because you know, right at the very end. That's an important angle. Like if the Patriots had that lead, Cincinnati could have changed it too. But you'd want to you'd want to talk about that and the, like what it might mean because you know. Bengals Ravens were talking about that all day probably how they were going to play next week so what how that affects the game today mm-hmm. 35-23 Bills we'll take a break here Mike Shope and the Bulldog this is Buffalo Bills football The first game since the DeMar Hamlin incident on Monday night sure promised emotion, but no one could have predicted it would start like this. It's going to be short, fielded at the four by Hines, coming straight up the middle to the 20, cuts it back at the 25, he's got an alley down the right sideline to the 40, 50, down to the 40, 35, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Naheem Hines, 96 yards! Naeem Hines with not one but two kick return touchdowns as the Buffalo Bills beat the New England Patriots 35-23 to in Orchard Park, New York this afternoon, clinching the AFC's second seed through the postseason. Who's going to be the first opponent on Buffalo's playoff radar? It's an AFC's rival, but it's the Miami Dolphins as Miami eliminated both New England and Pittsburgh with their win today. Hines shining, of course, with a pair of touchdowns via kick return, 96 and 101 yards. Josh Allen a pair of deep ball touchdowns en route to a 19 of 31 for 254 yards passing on the day, three touchdowns and one interception. It was rookie James Cook that led the Bills in rushing with 45 yards throughout the day. Stephon Diggs had 104 yards and a score on seven receptions. John Brown recorded his first reception since 2020, and it was thanks to a 42-yard bomb for a touchdown. The Bills had no injury news in this game against New England as the playoffs are around the corner. Around the NFL, as mentioned, it is the Miami Dolphins who clinched the AFC's final spot, a 9-6 win over the New York Jets. The Bengals locking up the third seed. They get a 27-16 win over the Baltimore Ravens and eliminating the potential coin flip scenario 
in the next week's playoff matchup between those two teams. The Chicago Bears are on the clock. First pick overall going to Chicago as they lost to Minnesota 29-13 and the Texans last minute beating the Colts 32-31. Games in progress right now. The Philadelphia Eagles are looking to claim the one seed. They're up 10-0 on the New York Giants in the first quarter. The 49ers are hoping for an Eagles loss. They are up 7-6 to six on the Cardinals. Meanwhile, the Seahawks trying to stay alive in the postseason contention as they are tied with the Rams at 3. A Seahawks loss makes tonight's Lions-Packers game a win-and-in situation for both teams. A Seattle win would mean they would hope for a Green Bay loss. Meanwhile, the Cowboys down 7 to nothing on the Commanders as Washington holds that lead. Dallas has an outside chance at both the NFC East and a one-seed they would need 49ers, Eagles, losses, as well as a win of their own. This update is brought to you by Independent Health. Well beyond insurance, learn more at redshirttreatment.com. I'm Derek Kramer for the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. For a look at traffic around the stadium as you're trying to get out, here's Neil McManus. Well, of course, all areas around the stadium filling up quickly right now. Big Tree, Abbott, Southwestern, uh, California Drive, uh, well jam-packed right at this uh, time between uh, Southwestern and Mile Strip, Brompton, same goes there between Southwestern and McKinley. You're seeing a slowdown at the intersection of Mile Strip and McKinley. Ditto for South Park and McKinley, seeing quite a bit of a delay on that on-ramp to the 90 right at McKinley there. Major routes filling up as well. The 219 North seeing increased traffic volume and a big-time slowdown uh, right around that 90 Merge and Ridge Road. Once you get past that, though, the 90 is wide open all the way uh, past Walden Avenue. Uh, Route 5, slight slowdown around Woodlawn and then again right by the Skyway. In WBEN Traffic Command, I'm Neil McManus. Traffic being brought to you by Sullivan's Brewing Company. From Ireland to Buffalo, the best ales in the world. Fake the handoff to Cook. Evades Josh Uche on the pass rush. Waving a receiver down the field. Did he overthrow it? No! John Brown runs it down for the touchdown! 42 yards! That is Eye on the Quarterback, which is brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. One of three Josh Allen touchdown passes on the day. Great job by Chris Brown. We're all thinking of our our buddy John Murphy, who's home recuperating and hoping for a speedy recovery. Nice to hear Chris. He was slated to do Monday's game, and, of course, we all know what happened on Monday. Um, and Chris having, I, I'm going to guess, the time of his life, life up in the booth calling this game today. Uh, and that one, uh, a 42-yarder to John Brown. Just spectacular catch by Brown. 35-23, the final. We're still yet to hear from Sean McDermott, so you haven't missed it. All the emotion in the stadium today. be interesting to hear his comments uh, any time now. Bills and Dolphins in the wild card round next weekend. And there remains, because the Bills and Chiefs both won, the possibility of eventually, a lot has to happen first, but an AFC championship game being played at a neutral site. If it were the Chiefs and the Bills, the game would not be played in Kansas City. Uh, and Indianapolis is out. Detroit is out. We're still like un, still unknown, right, where that game uh, would yeah. be. 
but that remains a possibility with the uh, the results today. We have still some work to do in terms of the NFC, and there are five games going on now. Some of them will affect how the how the standings end up. San Francisco, for instance, needs to win against Arizona to get the two seed in the NFC. They're up 7-6 late in the first quarter. The Vikings are on the other side of that. The Giants are locked in at six, and they're resting Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. Davis Webb is playing this game at Philadelphia for the Giants, 10-0 Eagles. And the Seahawks is a big one with the Rams. Derek kind of just went over it. But Seattle is playing for a chance at a spot, and they are 6-6 Rams and Seahawks in the second quarter. All right, when we get... McDermott, we're going right to it. So apologies in advance to anybody who might, you know, we might have to cut off or move on from when that happens. Joe, hopefully it's not you. Welcome. Go ahead. Guys, thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate it. I'll make it quick. Uh, obviously, I wanted the Bills to win. Like, I think everybody wanted that. But I think just that game was phenomenal. And I was curious, do you think Hines' kickoff return was the greatest play in Bills history? Look, I'm not trying to be you know, too emotional or too, like, hyperbolic, but – I think it kind of cracks Taron Johnson's pick six just because of the, the levity of the situation and I think the emotion inside the stadium. And, and for me, like, I'm sitting on my couch crying like an idiot. Like, yeah. you know, it just meant so much. So, you know, thank you guys for everything you do this week. You know, next week, squish the fish. Love that game. It was phenomenal. Okay, Thanks. have a good one, guys. Thanks, Joe. Thanks. I I, uh, I appreciate the, the kind words. Um, I... I <laughs> Recency bias. I, I don't. I, I've never had a play in a football. Well, I mean, wide right. I cried. Uh, it's a different kind of crying. The, I, I, I've never been more moved watching a football play than I was. I, I don't know that doesn't have to make it the best play in Bill's history, but I mean, what a! It was magic. I, I, it just. It, it was magic. It's kind of in its own category, I guess. You know, um, for what it represented. Sure, it's an all-time great moment, and I'm jealous of anybody who was in there because it just would have been amazing. How about that guy? So the Bills trade for him at the deadline, trade Zach Moss away and a a late pick, and it's really it sort of seemed evident kind of right away that, that their role for him was returns. Like that wasn't obvious right away, but once game started, you know, he wasn't really on the field very much, getting getting many snaps with the offense. That hasn't changed too much, but he did flaunt his speed like right away for the Bills and looked immediately looked dangerous. You know, they've been in a few different places in this role, punts too, in the last few years, and Hines looks like a great pickup at this point. Definitely does. I mean, the the, the first one, I mean, is unforgettable. The second one <laughs> I'm not sure the players involved would balk at at the suggestion that it was easy, but kind of looked easy well the one guy had him i mean i don't know how the, that one guy on new england how heinz just bounced off of him that was the tackle the patriots needed on that play and after that whatever that was maybe the bills 30 or 35 yard line after that it was over yeah like nobody had a look at him on the first one you had one guy had a, seemingly a, a good shot at him and then the kicker would have had the angle but you know the kicker is not fast that's usually right, and in this case, it was. In this, in this case, it was. <laughs> How about the Matt Milano play in this game? That was some athleticism on display right there. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like he makes that interception in the end zone, 
And, you know, you could take a knee there or something, yep. but let's run. I think I'm going to run for a while. Yeah. Milano. Good job hanging out of it at the end. Yes, the, the, the New England tackler came in and really did the did the you know the the, the chop there, and uh, you know <laughs> this just in your one of your starting linebackers is not used to carrying the ball, uh, but he did a good job of securing that ball on the way down. Very true, very true. It was tough on the Singletary one. I mean, the guy literally Jonathan Jones it was just punched at it. Great punch yeah. and hit it perfectly. So not not much you can do maybe on that kind of thing. I'd be like, good thing you didn't miss. <laughs> Just no kidding. Throwing a, a, a right right at my midsection there. Like, you know, I know. Anyway. That was tough. I thought Singletary landed right on the ball. Like, his right arm was, I thought, around the ball, but, you know, the pile and it just, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that they should have retained possession, but, boy, he had a, I thought Singletary had a great look at it on the ground. Yeah, and McCourty sneaks in there for the recovery. Will is with us. Hi, Will. Hey, what's going on, guys? Big fan of the program. Thanks, Will. Appreciate you calling. So, I just like to talk about how much of a flex this win is over Bill Belichick's Patriots. Go ahead. I, I think this is an absolute statement win, and I think that, especially that play that you noted, Matt Milano in the end zone. This is two years in a row that the Bills have proven themselves to be worthy opponents to the Patriots, if not better. Well, they've been better. I mean, that's that's clear. It's, it's three years. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've had they've had they've had a lot of success. Uh, look, look, them. excellent. Fine. I mean, I appreciate that point because that is part of this too. That is part of this too. the The level of, if you will, dominance the Bills have now repeatedly shown against New England is very satisfying to literally every fan. I mean, that is just a great thing, and. Here it was, like we saw this shape up last weekend where, oh my, oh my goodness, this is the Patriots coming here and it's winning their in. Like that, that of course, was all subdued. I mean, what happened with Hamlin and that's where our focus has been. But just another intriguing element to today was the stakes. And they, I think, I don't know, would every, everybody say this? Maybe not. Like they played a good game, the, the Patriots. Yeah. And so it really can be said that it shows the difference, the gap between the two teams. I mean, Jones had a good game, and they were in the lead in the second half. Um, you could say, for for their part, you could say, but the kickoff returns. You know, it probably seems a little bit, not fluky, but you know, like, it was uh, the difference in the game were the, were the two kickoff returns. But still, you still have a double-digit win. It's four in a row for uh, of that ilk. For the Bills against the Patriots, they've covered the last four times they've played and, and beaten them, too. So, yeah, there is a gap. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they swept him in 20. Last year, it took 40-mile-an-hour wins or more for the New England to beat them here. The Bills beat them twice that year, including the playoffs, and now twice this year. So, um, yeah, I mean, the flex isn't just today. The flex has been going on for, well, again, this is the third season of them flexing on Belichick. Right. It'll be the Bills and the Dolphins, as you probably know by now. I'm picturing somebody's just sort of, you know, getting to their car and getting ready to leave <laughs> yeah. the stadium that maybe didn't know what the, the matchup was. So I have a friend who is a big Dolphins fan. Other than that, he's, he's cool. And he, I'm texting with him about that game. So Tyreek Hill was injured in this game, but he did return. Okay. And Jalen Waddell 
might have been injured late on that one play we talked about that kind of was the key play for the the Dolphins to get into field goal range for the win. And he, he said, my buddy said, like, it's just the quarterback. They, they could, he couldn't do anything. And he said they kept showing highlights of Hill and Waddle running open and Skyler Thompson, their third-string guy, a rookie, maybe an undrafted rookie, perhaps, uh, just could not really execute. It was enough because the other team had Joe Flacco and didn't look much different. Uh, Garrett Wilson had a big game for the Jets there, but 11-6 to is the, is the final. So Miami gets the win. First time in the playoffs in several years for the Dolphins. They have not won a postseason game since the 2000 season, Miami. Long time ago. And if you're wondering what uh, the Dolphins have had to say already today about next week, Mike McDaniel postgame today on the prospects of Tua playing next week here in Buffalo in the playoffs. We'll take it day by day, and I will not think about any game, whether this year or next year, until he's fully ready, and that will require medical clearance. Sounds right. Sounds Sounds like he's not cleared yet. That doesn't mean he couldn't get cleared, Um, but that's, you know, somewhat hot off the presses late this afternoon following Miami's win over the Jets to secure that spot in the playoffs. And so, you know, nothing definitive there. Uh, we'll see. But, but what, what that does tell you is that he is still not cleared. Medically. Right. What's the line if it's Bridgewater? 12. I going to say 8. Well, we'll see. Now we sit in silence and contemplate <laughs> each other's predictions. If we How could you say eight? We're still waiting on Sean McDermott. <laughs> if we don't break here, we're going to be here all night. Can we break, maybe? Yeah, we're, gonna just, we're just going to do that, all right? Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, 35-23, Bills over New England today. This is Buffalo Bills football. Hines takes it a yard deep in the end zone, going to bring it out. Out to the 10, to the 15, up over the 20, 25-30, gets away from the tackler, 35-40, 45-50, they're not going to get him! He's going for another one! 102 yards! Difference maker of the game has maybe never been easier. I shouldn't say that. It, it often hmm. just presents itself. Think about Naheem that. Hines with, well, there, the second of two kick return touchdowns on the afternoon for the Bills. Difference Maker of the Game is brought to you by Independent Health. At Independent Health, you'll find more than a 1,000 Western New Yorkers who are big fans of the community and big fans of the Bills, of course. Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. Naheem Hines making a late push for NFL MVP with this performance today. He can't win Offensive Player of the Year because those are not offensive plays. Yeah. But that's valuable. Kickoff return touchdowns. Come on. Nobody had had two in a game in the league for a long time. Leon Washington, they said on CBS. Remember him? He was a Jet. Yep. He did it for Seattle. Maybe 2010 was the year. That's the year. Yep. Very good. Yep. All right. uh, We're still not – we don't have Sean McDermott yet. We'll take a call here and maybe have to break again. Bills and Dolphins in the playoffs next week. Not known who Miami's quarterback will be. I suppose there are three or four – Different possibilities. Skylar Thompson played today, and it it was a struggle, but they did win. Mike is with us. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, how we doing? Okay, Mike. Thanks. Just wanted to talk about how uh, the Josh pre-touchdown performance kind of got swept under the rug there. I also wanted to note, you know, we get a lot of Tremaine Edmonds slander going on, you know, the Twitter sphere and the media, and how important he is to our defense. I mean, 
he seems to be the rock. You know, that linebacker duel we got, Milano comes up with a pick, Edmonds comes up with a pick. I mean, can we just talk about how good that duo is and how almost underappreciated they are? Okay. I think they're good. I mean, Milano's very good. I think Edmonds yeah. is good. The question for me usually, I don't know, I've never considered myself ever once to have slandered him, but it'll be the future, like what you want to do about him in terms of a contract. He's had many great moments here and another today. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to discuss that. Sure. They're two of the they're two big components on an excellent defense. So, um, of course, yeah. I don't, I don't know about Allen's performance being swept under the rug, exactly what that meant. Uh, it was pretty, I thought it was pretty, uh, you know, good. And has, has been discussed. We've talked to like three fans. I don't know. Can't talk about everything constantly. Bulldog could talk about Milano and Edmonds, and I could talk about Allen at the same time. We'd, we'd beat our, our quotas, but it would just yeah. be impossible to listen to. Would be, would be tough. It's bad enough the way we do it. Would be tough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think, um, you know, I yeah. yeah. Is there somebody else waiting? I don't need to really respond. We should break, probably, actually. Ah, well, then let's do that. <laughs> Sean McDermott still to come, 35-23, blah, blah, blah. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Emotion was promised as the Buffalo Bills took the field today, but no one could have predicted how it would end up starting for the Bills en route to a 35-23 to victory over the New England Patriots and clinching the second seed in the AFC. Naeem Hines not one but two kick return touchdowns, 96 yards on the game's very first play, and, of course, adding on another one, a 101-yard doozy to help give the Bills a lead that they would not relinquish. Hines takes it a yard deep in the end zone, going to bring it out. Out to the 10, to the 15, up over the 20, 25, 30, gets away from the tackler, 35, 40, 45, 50. They're not going to get him. He's going for another one. 102 yards. The Bills claim the second seed, but who's the opponent as the playoffs begin next week? It's an AFC East rival, but it's the Miami Dolphins. Thanks to Buffalo beating New England and Miami defeating the Jets, Miami eliminates both New England and Pittsburgh thanks to their win. Josh Allen, a pair of deep ball touchdowns as he had 19 of 31 in passing for 254 yards, three touchdowns on the day overall, and one interception. It was rookie James Cook who led the Bills with 45 yards rushing on the afternoon. Stephon Diggs leading the way, 104 yards and a score on seven receptions. John Brown recorded his first reception since 2020. It was a 42-yard bomb for a touchdown in this game. The Bills had no injury news in this game against New England as the playoffs are right around the corner. Around the NFL, as mentioned, it's the Miami Dolphins clinching the seventh seed, the final spot in the AFC playoff bracket, meaning that it is Bills and Dolphins. In the wild card round, it'll be the Bengals hosting the Ravens. A 27-16 win over Baltimore eliminates any sort of coin flip. That game will be in Cincinnati. Meanwhile, the 4-5 and five matchup in the AFC is also set. The Jaguars will be taking on the Los Angeles Chargers, Jacksonville hosting that game as the AFC South's champions. Other scores from earlier today, it's the Chicago Bears getting the first overall pick. They lost to Minnesota 29-13 to this afternoon, and the Texans winning last minute against the Indianapolis Colts 32-31. to That means it is Chicago. First overall, the Texans will be picking second. 
Games in progress with playoff implications. The Seattle Seahawks taking on the Los Angeles Rams. A Seattle win would eliminate the Lions, and then Seattle would need a Packers loss. However, Seattle losing makes it a win-and-in situation for both Detroit and Green Bay later tonight. The Seahawks are currently tied with the Rams at 6 in the second quarter. Elsewhere, games that affect the one seed. It's the Philadelphia Eagles win and in. They've got themselves that top seed. If they beat the Giants, right now they're up 13 to nothing on New York. Teams hoping that the Eagles lose, the 49ers up 14 to 6 on the Cardinals. If Philadelphia loses, it would be San Fran's one seed. Meanwhile, the Dallas Cowboys down 13 to nothing against the Commanders. If the Cowboys come back against Washington, and Philadelphia and San Fran lose, it would be Dallas getting the one seat as well as the NFC East. Scores around the league brought to you by the UPS stores of Western New York. Every ing for small business all in one place. I'm Derek Kramer for the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. For a look at traffic around the stadium, we go to Neil McManus. Things still slow all around the stadium. Obviously, mile strip, but you're having slowdowns around Southwestern and Abbott. Uh, right as you get onto the 219, you're seeing a slowdown there as well. Mile strip at that 90 entrance right near McKinley. You're going to be waiting through a few lights to get through that interchange as well. When it comes to the major thoroughfares right now, that 290 northbound, extremely slow all the way until you hook up with that 90 interchange. Uh, you're going to be slow all the way through Ridge Road and the 400. Then things slow down once again as you get near William and the 90. Another good choice to do if you're heading northbound South Park. You're not seeing much of a slowdown, although we are seeing increased volume along Route 5 as well at this time. In WBEN Traffic Command, I'm Neil McManus. Traffic being brought to you by Sullivan's Brewing Company. From Ireland to Buffalo, the best ales in the world. How about those Texans? Plucky. Wow. Wow, what a story. I've not seen the highlights yet uh, of, of how that unfolded. So, like, Well. <laughs> do you have it? Like, what exactly happened at the end for them to win that they game? They got up right away, but then Indianapolis battled back and had the lead. And Houston had fourth and 20, under a minute to go, down 30 to 24, and scored. It wasn't fourth and goal. Either it was fourth and twenty from maybe like inside the thirty or something, mm-hmm. wow. and scored, and then went for two and made it, thirty-two <laughs> thirty-one. Indy might have gotten one or two first downs, but that's it. And so the Texans win their way out of the first overall pick, which now goes to the Bears. How about that? And Lovey Smith, their coach, as you may remember was the Bears coach in the Super Bowl. Like, he has a connection to Chicago. He's also at University of Illinois. Now he's sort of, like, plucked from relative obscurity to take the Texans' job. You know, we're going to be bad here. H- have fun. Mm-hmm. Good luck to you. And ends up having his team steal a win at the end, and improbably, wow. and give the Bears the number one pick. It'll be a fun conversation because the sure. Bears have Justin Fields. Right. Like, so... What? Draft a left tackle? No. Trade, trade, trade. Yeah, and they like the people like the quarterbacks this year. Yeah. So um wow, like just Maybe trade with story. Houston. I don't know. <laughs> if Houston, I were trade with Houston, that's right. Yeah. If I were a Houston guy, 
this week would have scared me so much because you know like the lovey piece, you know the guys are going to go all out. You're playing the Colts, who are terrible, maybe worse than you right now. And, you know, Sam Ellinger and everything. It, I would have been... Yep. I, w- I would have been scared. I would have been scared, but um, and I would I would have been right to because <laughs> they do yeah, they do like end it. up yep. winning. Yeah. All right, Sean McDermott now brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you are looking for, you'll find it at NorthtownAuto.com. Okay, uh, good to get a win. Um, really appreciate the crowd and their support. Uh, I thought the guys did a great job. Um, just um, you know what courage it took for them to go out there today and the way that they handled it. Uh, just very impressed, impressed by them and our team, uh, including all the staff. Uh, back and forth game. Give credit to the Patriots. They they had a good plan and did some really good things. And at the end of the day, we were able to get, come out with the win. And uh, really, really excited to watch Naheem with that opening kickoff for a touchdown. Um, happy for him and, and well executed there. So, um, the time's yours. You going into the game, how emotional. You know, this was going to be play to play for you personally. What was that experience like, and how overwhelming was it at times? Yeah, I mean, it's it was um, you know, like I said, going into the game, a lot of unknowns, just not sure how the players are going to handle it. Um, I feel like I had a pretty good control on how I was going to handle it, but you know, you never know. Um, again, just because it was a new situation for us, and we were all thinking of Demar and his family. Um, you know, it ha- then we come out with the first the first play there, and it's kind of surreal watching Naheem, um, you know, score. And and then I was more concerned, I guess it's just coach speak, right, but more concerned about the next play and, and the ensuing three quarters and how that was going to, um, you know, be handled there. So, um, but again, our guys came in at halftime, made the adjustments they needed to make, and, and then uh, and then went, went when it out. The organization came up with the term one Buffalo. Do you think that the way that the community and the team is rallied together this season, you think that's exactly – what they had in mind when they came up with that term? <laughs> I don't know. I I think that um, I came up without without my uh, without my help. So, but I do th- I do believe that 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 is uh, unique in this uh, with this team and and um, in this city, right? In terms of one Buffalo and. Okay. Sean McDermott and the Bills, thirty-five twenty-three. He mentions the Sabres uh, as well in there. Appreciate that. It was a great game last night for them. We'll have more of the postgame show next. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Bills over the Patriots, 35-23. Just an amazing day and what a week it has been. Now it's the playoffs and it's the Dolphins here. We don't know which day yet. I think it looks like a primetime game. There's one or two other games my opinion only this weekend that look you know at least as tasty but 3 of the 6 games next weekend are night games saturday sunday monday and so um my guess is the bills will get one of them we'll see by the way forgot to mention earlier we took some calls uh, as we went here and for that getting the first responses from the fans is brought to you by serve pro of central buffalo's team luzzy Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. We are out of time, but we'll be with you maybe next weekend. It might depend on whether it's a night game, but you know what? It's the playoffs. I hope we are. I'm planning on it. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog. Thanks for listening. Bills over New England, 35-23 to finish 
13-3. On to the playoffs. Have a nice night. This is Buffalo Bills football.